HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by White Oak Pastures, a five-generation Georgia-based beef and poultry farm determined to conduct business in an honorable manner. For more information, visit whiteoakpastures.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll, Lord knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in them rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you some in the end. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte. In the studio today, we have, for the second time, uh, repeat guests on the show, our good buddies, Sam Ross and Michael McIlroy of Attaboy in New York City. Thank you. Thank you all. Thanks. <laughs> it's very sweet. What's your name again? I'm David. <laughs> David Bolton. David Bolton. <laughs> um, yeah, so cool, man. Last time you guys were on was about a year and a half ago, uh, somewhere around there, and still in the same bar. Of building sorts. of yeah. sorts, but uh, back then it was Milk and Honey, which has moved uh, to Midtown-ish, um, and now you've reopened, and quite quickly, actually, uh, reopened the the bar as Attaboy. Um, it's still the same location as <clears throat> the old Milk and Honey. Um, and you guys, it was like three months. Hmm. There was only, it was only closed for like three months, man. That's crazy. Less than, man. Yeah. Yes, we Less, were a yeah. day shy of uh, two months. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy turnaround for opening a new bar. It's like we, we don't fuck around, Damon. It was like a sweatshop in there, man. We had people working. <laughs> Let's be clear about <laughs> this. These guys do not fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think one thing, if people can look back on Mickey and, and myself, it's that, it's that we don't fuck around. Yeah. We just, we just get down to business. <laughs> right? People, that's what people think about us, right, Mickey? That's, that's usually what, yeah. It's on yeah. your business card. Can you stop cursing? Because uh, I think my mom's going to listen to this. Yeah, I mean, you know, no matter what you do, no matter how much you curse, you'll never beat Giuseppe Gonzalez from a few weeks ago on the show. <laughs> it was pretty gnarly. If we could bleep, it would have, it's all you would have heard. <laughs> so tell us about uh, what's different about uh, Attaboy from uh, Milk and Honey, the previous bar that was in that uh, location. You want to go for it? Yeah, go please. So basically, I mean, the, the the turnaround was actually quite quick when when all is said and done. But this was something that had been in the works for uh, over two years. So for us, it was actually quite a lengthy process. Um, Sasha, the owner of Milk and Honey, 
had the idea that he wanted to uh, move it to a, a larger location, uh, and he did that, 23rd and Madison. And um, but we came to him a couple years ago with this concept, with this idea. He's like, well, we're like, well, if you're going to do that, we really want to keep the old keep the old room alive. It's very important to a lot of people, none more so than us. Very much so. And so we came to him with you know an idea to uh, to keep it alive, do some pretty severe changes in there. But uh, have another beautiful little cocktail bar helmed by uh, by Michael and myself. And uh, and he said yes, which was great. I mean, I didn't think he was going to say no to that. <laughs> but it was still nice to hear those that, that, that word. Um, but it did, you know, it just... it Him trying to find locations, just... It was a lot more difficult than I guess he anticipated. So the whole thing, all in all, although the actual construction... You know, we, we, we closed it on New Year's Eve, Milk and Honey, the old one and started pretty much the next week. Um, although the construction was pretty quick, the turnaround was pretty quick. I mean, the infrastructure was all there, plumbing, electricity, right. the room. Um, it still... It, it was definitely a, uh, a sore spot for us for uh, a couple of years. People yeah. would see us, how's that a boy going, shut up, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it because, yeah, it kind of became like, listen, as soon as I know, you'll know. Like, yeah, seriously. That was the party line for a while. Because oh, I lo- we, it was like, yeah, guys, I think like maybe like two months, three months... But then after like a year and a half, I was just like, as soon as I know, you'll know, stop asking. Yeah. I love Mickey. Mickey had a, a great line. I don't know if he, he meant it to be as amusing as it was. Uh, Probably. G- great comic timing, this one. But he was like, whenever, everyone, whenever someone would ask, he'd be like, we're as close now as we've ever been before. <laughs> kind of, well, yeah, because yeah, you're a day closer. Another day has passed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so... One of the main things that you did to the place was you extended the bar. Back in the day with Milk and Honey, there was it was a four seat bar, mm-hmm. um, and then a lot of booths. I think what's cool is like you guys have extended it, so it does feel more like a bar room, mm-hmm. yeah, than yeah. it did before. That was one of the big things. Um, I was talking to you um, outside, but for years after work, we would you know hang out, have a beer, have a scotch, um, and joke around and say, okay, if you ever had this room what would you do to it? You know, and we would talk about, okay, we would like keep these tables, extend the bar down, rip the front of the house down so you could see um, outside. Yeah. Never ever, you know, never kind of going, okay, one day we will have this room. So when that chance uh, came up, so it was like we were planning this for like six, seven years. Yeah, so you guys have been at Milk and Honey for like eight, nine years, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we both started at the uh, end of two thousand and four. Yeah, over there, running, running, running the shop. So this was this was a thing like after after work when you're like you know decompressing, having five a.m. Yeah, shop, totally, man. You know, kind of daydreaming. But did you ever think that even back then that that was something that would actually like happen? Never. I mean, obviously the the idea of one day. Having a bar was in our minds, but we never ever thought it was it going to be, be there. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So as I said, when that chance uh, came up, we were like, "Well, actually, we've been planning this for mm. you know six, seven years." So it was actually like a very like natural kind of organic. Very much so, transition. absolutely, yeah. Because when it came down to it, we knew exactly what it is. Yeah. We were after what we wanted to do. And do you think Sasha? Oh, the guts was, of it was there, you know. Obviously, yeah. it do was think, filled out. Do you think Sasha was kind of like? 
kind of like testing you or like getting your mind like prepped for that you know like do you think that maybe he had this idea all along maybe this long term yeah goal? So I mean he's a mastermind he is yeah <laughs> genius mastermind I, honestly if he said that I would I would be like that sounds about right it sounds like something uh, he would do like I think he should I think like he a should long con <laughs> it's a like long a, con yeah it's like yeah. a long con kind of thing totally no, so like the bar has been extended um, the the front's open up to where you can actually get some light in there. Yeah, it's not so cavernous like very much. Well, it's, it's great coming up to the summer as well. I mean, even yesterday, man, it was great. Yeah, like, coming into work at like four o'clock, four thirty, and the sun was shining like the first real like cracking day. Yeah, it was great coming in. You could see outside still. I mean, that's the thing really about nice. like like the old milk and honey in, in the winter. Sorry, in the summer. I mean, don't get me wrong; it was a beautiful bar to be in, but. You know those first few hours on a beautiful summer evening when you actually ha- you had absolutely no contact with the outside world, and it just it was kind of it's like well it's so beautiful out there. What, what am I doing stuck in this uh, you know in this little this dark, th- this this cave, dark yeah. little cave? I mean the drinks were exceptional. I mean that's why people <laughs> came in. But but the fact that I think the fact that you really do get really nice late afternoon sun sort of. Uh, coming in through that huge window, which was just this design piece that we could never really have anticipated. You know, when when we took it all down at the front there, this big old beautiful window, um, and it, it yeah it just allows that sort of that natural light in, and people don't feel like they're sort of trapped in <laughs> trapped trapped in anywhere. Yeah. So that was really nice. Yeah, and yeah. Eldridge Street, of course, is just beautiful, gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous yeah. summertime. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's just it's a good things to look at, good things to smell. It's ah. a treat to walk down <laughs> yeah. in the height of the summer. <laughs> totally, um, and that's like really the first sunlight that that bar's seen. The first day <laughs> we opened that window, we were just like we had no idea what was going to be back there. Yeah, and we were just like, all right, one. Two, oh, yeah. three, opened it up, and we're like, "That is awesome." We're expecting like old barback carcasses, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, a case of Prohibition era whiskey, which that, would have been pretty. Which would have been, been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, in, in in the same way that Milk and Honey um, didn't have a cocktail menu, you guys were doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no cocktail menu. Tell us about like the pros and cons of 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 no menu. Well, for us, you know, we, we did run the Old Milk and Honey with, with a verbal menu, and we were able to do that because right. the staff-to-customer ratio was, was of that that we were able, that, that right. we could. We could afford to give each other that much attention to find out exactly what it, uh, what it is that they wanted. Now, we still can do that because the staff-to... It's essentially the same ratio going on there. So we still do have a lot that, you know, that personal touch. And for us as well, it's just... We, you know, we've got some new new staff members in, you know, new boys working for us, and they're great, and they've got different ideas about drinks, and, you know, we all talk about it and make sure it's, you know, it, it's something that we all agree on, but it's great to really, at the moment, to be pushing some, some boundaries, to, to, to be doing... We are classically orient- classic cocktail orientated, very much so. We love, we love the classics, we love the riffs on the classics, the formulas... You know the um, how the drink fam is how everything relates to everything else, but at the same time we do want to sort of push some things out there, do some do some different things, and it, we've only been open a month, so we're still sort of incorporating a few new ideas and a few things. But it's really good to be able to have the freedom to not be burdened by a menu, uh, it, and menus definitely serve a, a very valuable purpose. I'm not a, I'm not bashing on them, but to be not be restrained by a menu we can really go in different directions and different different ideas and and i think the customers do want to see some different drinks you know they want to see us doing some different things 
um, because that's this is our game. This is what we do. Like they come to be uh, be shown something that they wouldn't be able to make at home or, or hadn't conceived before. Yeah, I mean, I like I like the idea of having a menu because it really like lets people know like what you what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. I think it's such a, a cooler, like hands-on, like customer service approach to actually talk it out with your customers and figure out what it is they want to drink, or, and, you know, like steer them into the right direction. You know, that's. I don't think everybody wants that, but I think yeah. most people do. But again, it's a freeing. Um, it's a freeing thing, I think, as well. Yeah. For us, because we're never going in and doing the same 10 drinks, 20 drinks. Like, every day we're kind of going in, going, okay, let's introduce this one, or let's think about doing uh, this tonight. So, I mean, uh, for the customer, as you says, it can be good, but sometimes coming in there, it's not for, you know, it's not for... Everybody, but um, you ta- you tailor your approach. You know, if yeah. you've got a bit more of a cocktail novice and you don't overwhelm them with with too many ideas, you really just you know, you, I mean, it's, it's a trust thing as a bartender, yeah. as a salesman, you've got to be able to uh, you know uh, throw out this trust. That you, and and if you do get someone who's a little tentative, a little overwhelmed with it, then you you know you walk them through it in a way that they don't feel like an idiot as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because again, we don't want people to come in spending their hard-earned cash and be made to look like an idiot. Yeah. I mean, no one likes that. Let's let's do this. Okay, say I'm a customer that you've never met before. I walk in and, you know, I get greeted and, you know, like, let's do it. Let Okay, let's let's play out this scenario. <laughs> ID, sir? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, so you're in the wrong bar. I'm afraid. Let's say I wanted something with gin and it's like... We don't 70... serve PBR here. Oh, damn. Well, <laughs> I brought my koozie, man. Um... Say when it was something with gin, it's like 75 degrees out today, we're in Attaboy, mm-hmm. where would you go? So we'd give it, you know, especially if you've already nailed down which what your base spirit is, would be we'd, the first question to ask here is if you want to do something shaken with a little citrus, something a little sprightly, or are you thinking more of a stirred sipping number in the, in the fashion of a Negroni or a Martini? <clears throat> and once we establish that with you, do you want to establish that with us? Yeah, um, that's... It's- uh, it's nice outside. Let's do something kind of summery, uh, citrusy. Summary? Citrusy, refreshing. Okay. Uh, flavor wise, uh, what's your do's? Um, what's your don'ts? Um, also, I uh, don't like strawberries. It's good because tonight we have raspberries. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. Just some raspberries? Yeah, let's do that. Wonderful. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Here's a uh, raspberry uh, Tom Collins. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Enjoy. That's very refreshing. Gin, citrus. Sugar sip, raspberries, shaken, served long with a bit of effervescence but, to it. But see, what you're not picking up over the radio is the natural charm and the wink. And <laughs> basically that persona of this bartender serving this to you. I mean, I think that's probably 80 to 90% yeah. of it. Maybe a bit higher. Could, <laughs> could they not pick that up? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's a, the visual presentation. is not quite <laughs> yeah. there. Um, yeah, but I mean, when... Do you think that... Um, Having the uh, bartender's choice um, is something that incentivizes people to come back, like more than than places with like their laid out menus. I do, I do, because I feel like they they you know again our repeat customers will often come in and and might not even specify a spirit. Just like what are you what are you working on? What's new? What's something I haven't had before? And often these customers are the mo- are the ones that uh, really don't have any do's or don'ts. You know, they they right. they're, they're quite. Quite well drunken, if you will. Not on that night, but I'm saying overall. I like, it. I like that. Um, 
And so, and that's, and again, and that's another really fun thing. You know, maybe we've been reading through some different books. Maybe we've gone through a different approach. You know, we have a bartender that we work with who's very heavy on Chevy, uh, on Sherry. And, uh, and that's something that we, we haven't, we weren't playing around with too much at the old Milk and Honey. So these, these are sort of new things that they might not have experienced in the space. Uh, so I really like, I really like it. I, I like just being able to start fresh with yeah. them every single time. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, when you're talking about it in a, in a really big place, it doesn't work because right. you're just trying to knock these drinks out and those bartenders' choices are probably going to be the same five to ten easier ones that they can just knock out anyway. You know, the, yeah. the, the crowd pleases. Yeah, and, like, you always have, like, kind of, like, your own, like, repertoire of, like, like your, like, canon of drinks that, you have like... Yeah, your surefire hits. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Totally. Mm. So, I think, yeah. Th- That's the I game, think- the trust element, too, that I find. Like, if there is... Um, a person in the bar uh, who isn't uh, too sure, you know, you, you definitely want to ease them in with with those hits, and then after that is when you might you introduce trust. like yeah. some egg whites or some egg yolks, like things that they 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 would just be like, I've never, I would never even, you know, right. ever have an egg. Are you crazy? What's that about? But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah, you're gaining that trust with the customer. Exactly. Then you've got them. Ooh, can I tell you about one of my favorite things to do? Yeah. Drink related. I love it when, and we, we do have a few customers that come in and we'll say, they'll sit down and say, we're going to have four rounds tonight. And can you course it like a meal? So, and I love to do that. I love when you can think about it ahead of time. That's cool too. Start mm-hmm. them with like a real aperitif light number, sort of move into a more citrusy heavy number. The third course is going to be something of a, of a main, if you will, something, something heavy, whiskey or brandy stirred, and then finishing them off with a dessert. I mean, I think that's, that's a really, and that allows me to think about it at the start and really, like, really design, yeah, really yeah. design yeah, that's how, really cool idea. How, how their rounds of drinks are going to go. That's and especially if you can do it with, I mean, if you've got a table of four and you sort of, you do, you're doing four different ones each time, at the end of, the, at the end of the, their, their sitting, they've done they've all experienced 16 different drinks, you know, because I'm sure right. they're all going to be trying each other's right. as well. And that, I think, is a really cool approach. If, if awesome. more people did that, I'd be a happier person. Yeah, mm. cool. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we will continue talking with Sam and Michael from Attaboy in New York City. That's five, everyone. That's five. Miami, Florida, all the way to Princeton, New Jersey. 
One family, one farm, five generations, 145 years. A full circle return to sustainable land stewardship and humane animal stockmanship. For more information, please visit our website, whiteoakpastures.com. You know HeritageRadioNetwork.org is a member-supported nonprofit organization. If you like what you're listening to, go to our website and click that donate button. Become a member and get special discounts, invites, VIP treatment, t-shirts, and more. Support us in our mission to bring you the freshest food content in the nation. Got a little tennis there. Hey, we are back. You look good, man. Yeah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> the hats have come off. Um, so we were talking with uh, Sam Ross and Michael McIlroy of Attaboy in New York City, formerly Milk and Honey, and we were just talking about um, designing uh, a drink experience for the customers, and that is really cool. Like, you know, to go out to a cocktail bar, you do want to taste a bunch of like what's to to offer, you know, um, and you know, with having a group of like three or four people, you know, they'll all be able to share each other's drinks and try out different things, and that's really cool, especially after having a few rounds, like you said, they've had anywhere from like nine to 14, 16 drinks, you know, or however many. Mm. I mean, I usually go up for more than that. But yeah, anyway. Last yeah. time you were in, you had a couple drinks in you? I, I just, I think, I think I had That's one. True. You had a few shandies. Not I had a few shandies. <laughs> um, but yeah, designing that, that program is like, in like that experience for the customers is huge. And I guess also a big part of that is the design of the actual physical bar itself. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so our two friends, um, helped us out a lot they if if it was us two it would have been um, it would have been um, a plank of wood <laughs> on two cans of paint pretty much yeah. now literally would have been like okay right we're open let's do this but um, they helped us out tremendously uh, the name of their design group is called uh, Yantra um, the Yantra group actually and they they helped us out so much. Melissa Brazier and James DeSantis. That's yes, that's that's them. Um, fantastic, fantastic. I couldn't have asked for anything else from them. They pushed themselves so much for us, and, and the uh, money wasn't good. I'll tell you that much. The money, we didn't pay them too much, so the work that they did um, outweighed how much uh, <laughs> they were paid uh, a thousandfold. But they, as I said, like for us, we definitely had an idea, as, as we said, um, with the long bar and the window and this and that. But they just came through uh, in the clutch and just gave us the best ideas um, uh, <coughs> and the resources as well. And I think when you come back to the bar, you'll definitely see that we, that this definitely wasn't us, like we definitely had a lot of help because as I said it would have been uh, two cans of you know of paint and a plank of wood yeah. and a few bottles on it and that yeah. would have been it we were, we were I mean we, we were still in discussion mode but uh, I was talking about getting some screens up on the other side of the wall for Mets games just so we could watch but it was actually for the bartenders oh, the, like behind the bar yeah. like the other side of the bar yeah, yeah. <laughs> behind the customers behind the customers heads. But, I mean we, I, we were, I thought we were still workshopping that I don't and the Viking themed the Viking themed aspect we always felt there was a real dearth of Viking themed bars in New York City <laughs> probably <What>? for a reason <laughs> um, but yeah 
But anyway, yeah, big shout out to, big uh, shout to out. James and Mel. They did an, an amazing job. Nice guys. And like we were talking about with, before the show, before Sam got here, uh, Mike, we uh, were talking about like the excitement of like like turning a place into like like kind of like fulfilling that that dream. You know, like with the the raw spaces in your city, it's like you can you can have an idea for a bar, right? Uh, a theme, like design concept, all this stuff. But like, unless you've seen like the raw space, it's like you're your whole bar program could change dramatically just dependent on the actual physical layout of a space, you know, where the ice machines are going to go. And like, if you're going to have certain mm. types of ice machines, the if you, sinks are going to go as well. It, yeah. The sinks, the bar, yeah. the seating, the windows, all that stuff, you know? Everything. So like it could change your whole theme, even just like based on the, the mm-hmm. physical, like raw space. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's really cool too. I mean, like, especially, I know this is like, you guys, this is your first bar. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank again, you. By the way. Um, and just in the same as like designing like the actual bar program, it's like you're designing the entire mm-hmm. thing, man. and that's that's huge, man. A lot more to think about. As it's well, a lot. There there's is, a lot man. to think about. Things yeah. that like it's just so much work. No, yeah, so much work. <laughs> but but honestly, like those those couple months we were closed and doing the renovations, and you know we were in there. Every day, ch- changing. Man. Yeah, our hours were changed significantly from from being you know bartenders for fourteen fourteen odd years. You know, getting up around midday on an early day you know and being out <laughs> first thing in the afternoon <laughs> crack of midday and then and then you know not getting home until five or something like that to just to change immediately to getting up at getting and being in there at nine o'clock making sure the contractors are on top of their game making these phone calls before biz- business hours are like till 5 p.m did you know that? were you aware that like businesses generally yeah. shut at 5 p.m man trying to make some of those calls before they closed that, yeah. was a, that was a challenge. Close calls. That was a challenge. In it's close calls there. But the whole experience has just been the most nerve-wracking, exhausting, stressful, yet incredible experience yeah. I've ever had. And I think um, that's for Sam yeah, as well. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, is, it has been absolutely amazing. Yeah. But just uh, to, get, but to get back to bartending as well, and that's what I was saying, Like those, those few months we were closed, um, I was just craving, I was craving getting back behind the bar and, and serving people yeah and, yeah. and uh and now we, you know we're doing that in our own space it's beautiful mickey said the other day it was uh towards the end of a fairly busy night and we were looking down at the bar and he's like you know sammy this bar gives me a gives me a chub this bar gives me a chub and, sorry mrs mcelroy <laughs> and uh and that's that's i guess that's that's a rewarding statement right there yeah and i think that's that's, that's really what it all comes down to yeah. so it does that is you don't fuck around <laughs> And the bar gave you a chub. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is. I mean, I think it's there's also guys. Good night. That's actually that's me finished. <laughs> there's also something to be said about bartenders owning bars. You know, like <laughs> like you were saying, you you were like really ecstatic about getting back behind the bar, and you know, especially for the bartender to own the bar and like really appreciate what all goes into it, and like all the bullshit, like ordering and paperwork and payroll, and like the things that you don't want to think about. When you're just like, I just want to make drinks for people. I just mm-hmm. want to make people happy that way. There's so much more that goes into it. Um, but then again, it's like different when a bar tender opens a bar because you still see that. And, you know, like you've got the owner like taking care of people yeah. rather than someone opening a bar for the like romantic or restaurant even like for the romantic idea of this having this business that seems like a lot of fun and everything. But then like not being the chef or not being the bartender or not even being around, you know, hiring other people to to watch the shop. Mm -hmm. I think it's much more, it makes a whole lot more sense to have 
two of the world's best bartenders opening the bar and being behind that's nice. there. That's nice. It's yeah. nice of you awesome. to say. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's for Miss McKill. <laughs> yeah. Cheer that, Mum. I'm a success. Um, well, as I, again, um, outside, just there, like, I was... Um, I was telling you that it's definitely the happiest I've ever been on a bar has been the past four weeks. And again, I, I think that has... I guess it is because um, it's my bar now. Well, it's our bar, sorry. Um, but the past four weeks, I've enjoyed every second. I've been, whether it's been like on the floor, on the bar, as a host, um, as the bar back, um, as the porter, you know, yeah. every second. Never seen him so happy mopping toilets before. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> every second has been an absolute pleasure. And it really, really has. It's the happiest I've been on a bar I think yeah. in 14 years we work hard and you can you know you can you can get burnt out in you know in this city especially with the, the late last call time yeah um, and you start to get into that that pattern of missing daylight especially like when you you know come winter and the the days are ending shorter and you, you know we've all been there there's been periods days if not a week can go by and you'll you'll just miss daylight hours mm-hmm. you get a, you can get a little burnt out from doing yeah. this but you know this is definitely a you have to be smart about it too <clears throat> when it comes to that, you know, you definitely can't be up all night mm-hmm. hanging out after work until we're, six. Seven. We're not spring chickens. We're not. Anymore. Man, we're not. We're, we're, we're not that young anymore. <laughs> you know, and you'll and you will. Um, uh, you'll always have those four weeks on me. Ah, must be the four weeks older, <laughs> yeah. and it shows. Yeah. You see it around your eyes. Yeah. Oh no, I thought you meant in experience and, and maturity, but that's not what you were getting. <laughs> well, I think it also comes across really quite evidently, like to your customers too. They see that you're happy. The customers are happier. You know, the the, if the staff's happy. Man, everyone's going to be happy. Well, that's the thing as well with Attaboy, which I'm really stoked about. Is it's fun. It's not that it wasn't fun, or but it's a bar that does have exceptional drinks. And don't get me wrong, it's not like a rowdy, you know. Coyote ugly sort of an affair in there, Could like be. where Demon goes. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's my bar. Yeah, but it's fun again. You know, like I just it's it's hilarious. We you know we have cans of beer in there. We got we had some we had some highlights the other day. A customer, ironically, I believe, asked me for a high life and a shot of Fernabranca with a you know with a cheeky grin. I I fucking slapped down a high life and a shot of Fernabranca <laughs> in front of me. He's like. You're amazing, thank you. But you know, like the staff, the guys we have running it. Twenty-four bucks, please. <laughs> yeah. oh, guys, we have running it. Like it's just, it's a fun place. You know, it's it's just, yeah. it's a little livelier. The music's a little bit more um, upbeat, and it's just, it's good to be doing it in a, in, a, in a fun setting again. And, it and shows. our bar team, if if we could say, is just the best group of guys. Who's, uh, who, you get, who you got working there? I've worked with. We got um <clears throat> we have Brandon Bramhall, uh, who's done stints at Basic and the John Dory, and the Breslin, uh, as well as Milk and Honey, the new one, and the old one. We've got uh, Andrew Rice, another venerable Australian, uh, who also shares his time between the new Milk and Honey with us, and we have got Dan Greenbaum from over at the Beagle, is working with us as well. So he's the Sherry guy. He's the Sherry. He's the Sherry yeah. and Sherry and Mezcal guy. A couple of weaknesses in our arsenal, <laughs> yes. if you will. We brought him into a. Uh, had up that that area of our repertoire. Nice, uh, but yeah, solid dudes, really solid. Dudes. And Carla Brown. Oh, Carla Brown. Can't Carla. forget about Carla. Yeah, on Saturdays. Yeah, man. She's the boss, really, <laughs> of the whole operation. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, cool, man. Um, are you guys having any uh, 
Are you going to be participating in any of the uh, Manhattan Cocktail Classic stuff or Tales of the Cocktail? Yeah, we're doing a, we're doing a couple things for some whiskeys. Uh, we're doing a, a Lower East Side crawl um, around uh, with, I think, with Oban primarily and a few others, Talisker and these sorts of things. Um, and well, and actually, another thing we are in the in the works in the works to uh, produce a whiskey with Doers over in Scotland. Uh, it was we were trying to do it for Attaboy's opening, but we didn't quite organize it in time. But it's going to be um, a twelve-year-old blend specifically designed for the penicillin. Oh, cool! The penicillin cocktail. If you are not aware of this <laughs> of this modern classic, um, so that's something else that we're hoping to be working on the next next little while. But I uh, will definitely you'll definitely see our faces around MCC the events and cool. and down at Tails Tails is coming up again. Man, that thing comes up Dude, so quickly, doesn't it's it? Already, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't go down last year, so you I feel good about it. Are you coming down this year? Maybe. Yeah. Well, you refreshed. I'll you had see. two years off. I think you can you can handle it. This <laughs> year, year on, year off. I think that's the best approach for that. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is totally. Because. Well, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like, yeah. yeah I could. Cautious. I could definitely. I, I. My liver and my body, and my mind could definitely miss a year. <laughs> Just. Uh, but you know, and especially, I kind of, kind of did miss last year. I should have brought Jack with me because I got no usable audio from that trip. <laughs> but uh, this year, this year we're going to try to get that to happen. So we'll have some. Are you, some... you going to do a show down from? You should try and do that. It's looking like I'm going to have the 100th episode of the Speakeasy right at the time. Of the and you want Tales us to be on it? Okay, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be happy. Somebody's going to have to make drinks. I'm not going to be able to. Yes, do yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and well, a half hour slot, just or will yeah. we have extra time? <clears throat> yeah. I think I think uh, I think it'll be like the whole thing. Yeah, I think we'll just like record everything. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, guys, speaking of that, thanks again for coming on the we, second time. We out of time. Uh, we are. We are. It, it goes by thing. so fast. <laughs> yeah. We open every day at six forty-five. Six forty-five. Six forty-five. No reservations. No reservations. Just come down and say hi and cool. see us. All right, and it's uh, it's still at one thirty. One thirty-four Eldridge. Yeah. Cool. And uh, website or any. Uh, it's in the works. Uh, yeah, it's in the works. <laughs> just Google it. You guys, uh, yeah, Google it. tune into us on Twitter. We, we we give you all the updates lots on, of, on Twitter. Yeah. Lots of tweeting. Yeah. Okay, get it. Cool. Thanks again, guys, for coming back Dino, on the show. Thank we'll you, sir. Have pleasure. you on again soon? Okay. Yeah. Pleasure to be back. Pleasure to be all back. Right. It's always good fun. Nice. Likewise. Likewise. All right. That's it for the Speakeasy. Tune in next week. Cheers. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.